I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When I woke up this morning, all I could think about was you, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. The West London teams march on in the Carabao. It's Wednesday, 20th of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Bradfield. Hello, everybody. Good to have you here on Wednesday. We are very close to Christmas. Oh, can you feel it, Jim? I really can. Yeah, yeah. I thought you can. Um, thanks to Friend of the Ramble, Alan Odu, for sending us uh, today's intro line. Of course, you become you can become a friend of the Ramble, too, by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. I mean, what a way to do it. What a, what a time of the year, Andy. It's the most wonderful time of the year to become a friend of the Ramble, don't you think? It's the most wonderful time of the year to get your line in the start, I think. Right. Well, you've really, you've really plugged that really well, haven't you? <laughs> no, the, the thing is, at the same time, I was just thinking of all the mischievous first lines mm. that Ramble listeners. I think they're way too nice to you. Come on, Patreons. Andy, we have to... Do us all a favour here. Andy, we have um, a, a specific person employed to go through those intro lines with a giant sieve because uh, you wouldn't believe what some of those patrons want Screaming me to say. Screaming for yeah. <laughs> You are a very wholesome, innocent man as well, and some of them will s- slip through the sieve all the same. So to me, that just seems like more of a challenge. So get involved. Mm, well, remember, if, if you do um, want to get involved, then you'll also get access to an extra long edition of... Uh, the Football Ramble every Wednesday called Ramble Uncut, including today, of course. So hit that link in the show description to sign up now and give yourself a little Christmas treat. Now we move on to the Carabao Cup, where some teams got treats, other teams did not. Newcastle United are out, Andy. No treat for them. They drew one all with Chelsea, then lost 4-2 on penalties. Oh, they got a little treat off Baddy Ashile. And that, Jim, it doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't count, does it, when it's all said and done? All's bad that ends bad. I don't think I've seen a defensive mistake in a while that made the defender look like they're in a three-legged race. Andy, what's happening to Kieran Trippier? This is what this is about. Yeah, we're talking Frank Spencerisms. Just everything that could go wrong. He's like unlucky Alf at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Such a reliable player over the years. One of the, still one of the best fullbacks in the Premier League. Yes. To be fair though, he's like thirty (laughs) nine. Newcastle have got seven fit footballers at the club. Um, He's playing a lot, Mm -hmm. and I don't think this is. Well, I hope it's not a sign of him perhaps needing to go and live on a farm, as we discussed previously with Ashley Young. Um, But I think it's just there's a lot of football in his in his legs, and he's he's you know he's getting to the point where you have to manage that a little bit more. So I I see what you're terrified about. You're frightened this is going to happen in the Euros, Mm -hmm. and it's going to cost us. Um, But hopefully. Um, as the season goes on and Newcastle gets some players back, he can have a little bit of a rest, yeah. you know, nip off down the caravan for the weekend or whatever people of his age like to do mm-hmm. uh, with their spare time <laughs> and uh, be, be fit for the summer. Yeah, I, I, don't if, worry, mate. When when people talk about this too much football being played, it was, oh, it was, Trippy is the is now the example to use. Because yes. he's so Look, consistent and reliable. Exactly. Yes. This is what happens yeah. to our fine footballers in this country. Yeah, he, do, he does look like he just needs to a break from football almost, doesn't he? I'd say it's, so. it's really strange. It's very, very uncharacteristic because what he's been for Newcastle on and off the field oh. since he's arrived, he's, he's been arguably their most important signing. Yeah, I'd say so. 
And at the moment, he can't buy a good game, can he? It's it, it's a shame, but look, it doesn't it doesn't change how we feel about the man. It doesn't change what he's done for England over the years. I think more it's importantly. put him up in the estimation of Mihailo Mudrik. Maybe, maybe. I mean, they were so close, Newcastle. Of course, they went one nil fairly early on with them. Um, Callum Wilson, who um, channeling uh, an enormous amount of George Weyer there as he ran through. <laughs> um, George is often, that, that great goal he scored for Milad, of course, where he ran from pretty much his own box to, yeah, to the other one. Yeah, there was box. one moment where he gets a bit lucky, whereas all the others, he absolutely skins the defenders and often people go, oh, he was a bit lucky. We can use this Wilson goal instead now, I feel. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know that when, when, when you got the Tony above a volley against Liverpool, and then, but you've got some more contemporary examples now. Is, is this your Christmas present to yourself, the England edition, when it's not really an England edition? Yeah, quite possibly. But look, yeah. Wilson persevered that's what you want to show young kids never stop trying you know you play to the whistle etc etc and he got his reward Andy yes he did Mm. Uh, but it wouldn't be enough um, of course and Chelsea came back uh, in the 92nd minute Newcastle was so agonising how they went out of Europe you, you know bringing the PSG game into context, of course, Jim. And then this one, because you're straight to penalties. Yeah. And when Um, you get an injury time equaliser like that, your tails are going to be up. They'll be gutted because they're looking for their maiden trophy, aren't they? I say, obviously, you know, maiden trophy in terms of the the new ownership and stuff. In terms of a long time. Essentially. Yeah, but they want want this era to have have a bit of, you know, bit of shine on it straight away. And they will be absolutely gutted to have gone out here. Yeah, and when you say this era, you are talking about from like, you know, 1970 onwards. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a long time since they won a major I, trophy, Jim. I'm actually not talking about that. Right. I'm, I'm, I genuinely mean since the takeover, because mm-hmm. of course, you know, f- four years ago, it wouldn't have been realistic for Newcastle fans to be sitting there going, right, we're going to go on a run and we're going to have mm-hmm. an era where we win a lot of things. It, it is now. Um, and, you know, the, the hierarchy at the club, Eddie Howe, everyone there, the fans, they, they want something to hang their hats off of at the moment. So they, they will be disappointed, especially having got to the um, final last year. And I think, you know, I think the Carabao Cup is is spoken down far too much. And if you, you look at the celebration at the end from the Chelsea fans, it's a, it's a competition they've won a lot, a club that have won absolutely everything mm. in, in all kinds of mad circumstances that mm. seem to absolutely thrive in chaos, which and is in part, recent part times. of it. But they were they was absolutely bouncing at the end. Yeah, Possibly it, part of it is because a penalty shootout is really fun, especially if you win it. For sure. But I, I, th- I do think it's a, it's a really underrated competition, actually. It is. And also, I think if you're in the position of Newcastle, it's a building block to something, absolutely. isn't it? If you look at Mourinho, if you look at City, you know they, they all took it super serious. Seriously, yeah. and uh, it's quite funny though with uh, Pochettino sort of in the, in the pre-match press conference <clears> going, you know what? I don't think you can define whether you're an elite manager or not on on trophies. It's really not that important. At the end, he's like, yeah, we definitely won it. Yeah. Well, he said, we definitely I, I don't it. know um, which people are saying Mickey Mouse Cup. We're not feeling this way. I mean, you do. You, you're right to talk about these teams. Manchester United won it last season, so not always a good thing. <laughs> you see? Is it the poison chalice? <laughs> well, I remember. Maybe they should rename it as that. So well, people approach it then. Yeah, I mean, often there is chat about this idea of you know you win the Carabao Cup, you can kick on, and as Vish said, it's not some gateway cup to other cups. Do you know well, what I mean? You say that, but it, I think it. You know, for Chelsea and for City, when they were in a similar situation to, mm. to Newcastle, it, it was used as that. It's it almost a herald of of the the building of a winning mentality. Yeah, isn't totally. It? it depends how well set you are. I mean, the the, the fact that. United won the Carabao Cup and like are an absolute shambles off the mm. field. I mean, are two totally different things, aren't they? Really, a warning from history, Andy. We can call that. Um, but uh, but yes, Chelsea were absolutely delighted. I mean, a Chelsea fan ran onto the pitch to celebrate, and in in, in the face of Martin Dubravka, must be a brilliant bloke, Jim. Yeah, it must be. Must yeah, be. imagine. Have you, and have you spoken to your mate this morning? <laughs> I haven't. I can't get in touch with him. No, okay. he's had so many phone calls of um, <laughs> congratulation. I think it's actually like crashed his phone. Yeah. Okay. Well, but do do and he's do in his him... cab now. So. <laughs> he's such a knob. Oh dear. Um, yeah, but Newcastle. Yeah, they're 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 not having a good time at the moment. Um, I mean, in. in... <sighs> So they're now concentrating really to make sure they get back into Europe via finishing high in the Premier League, Andy. I mean, yeah. FA Cup to, to come and, and, and all that, that, that. That's it. I mean, the FA Cup takes on a different meaning now, doesn't it? Because yeah. if you think they went out in the third round to Sheffield Wednesday, who were in the third tier at the time, which yes. would have been very deflating in a different circumstance. But where they were last season, because they were approaching Carabao Cup semis and they were well in the top four, there was a sense of, you know what, it's collateral damage, mm-hmm. we can't be in everything. Whereas now, 
they'll actually be going after it. I, I think it'll be different because people do desperately mm-hmm. want want that trophy there. I feel like the 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 top four is you know I've I've heard people saying since they they got knocked out by by Milan. Oh well, you know now they can concentrate on the top four. It's going to be incredibly hard to get in the top four this season. It is it's incredibly hard. But the reason why I mentioned earlier about you know from whatever it was when they won the Fairs Cup, I think was their last major trophy. Yeah. Uh, they haven't won a domestic trophy in England, I think, since about 1955 or 1953, mm. something like that. The reason why I said that earlier about, you know, from 1970 onwards is because, yeah, forget the, the, the new year and so on. These fans are desperate for a trophy. It yeah. re- reminds me slightly of England fans. Really. I mean, there's a lot of fans mm. like this, but in, in that sense of we just, we can't get there. Yeah. And and, and, and even when they do get to a final, they, they go far. It's like, yeah, same old story, same old story. And I think there'll be a number of Newcastle fans who've woken up today thinking, yeah, I know that we, we're going places. I know it's been hugely improved and you know just hold up you know do do google a picture of mike ashley to remember what it was like yeah. you know, not that long <laughs> they should, ago they should put a statue of mike ashley outside the just stadium as a reminder yeah <laughs> <laughs> well when they win the trophy they just bash it down <laughs> right we'll get rid of that sort of thing, you know. um but, but it is that kind of same feeling uh but they're in a very very different um place uh, now because of all that um, questionable money they have. But um, Shay Given, um, former Newcastle United man, he's joined the bandwagon for David De Gea. Have you seen this? He wants uh, Newcastle United to get David De Gea involved because obviously Nick Pope's been injured for a long time and so on. I love it. Someone's got to sign him, surely, sooner or later. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Is it that strange? He's 33. So? Top-level goalkeeper. You would think like he would oh, find you... a club. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant it's strange that people wanted him. You're no, like, no, 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 keep no, him absolutely. out. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm just sort of baffled by it. I think maybe his cryptic tweets are part of it. It just It's so weird. <laughs> it's football controlled that tightly that you need to... You, this guy's a bit of a mad, mad head on yeah. Twitter. Well, he's a goalkeeper, isn't he? They're all bloody mad, aren't they? What are they like? <laughs> what are they like? What do you reckon? I mean, Andy, I, I think what you're hearing through the old uh, I, I think grapevine. The, the, the difficulty with the hair is straight away, none of the clubs of the sort of level that his previous wages and quality imply were really looking for a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And of course, you've got to get on board with the fact that what is expected of a goalkeeper has changed. I mean, it's a discussion they're having at, at PSG at the moment because they want to play out from the back, obviously, because it's Luis Enrique's team. And Donnarumma cannot do that. Like He cannot do that. He's, he's not... Like he needs to get better at it. He will never get to the level mm-hmm. that will make him a suitable goalkeeper for them. And I think a lot of people are looking at De Gea in that way. I think Donnarumma might end up in the De Gea spot at some point. Ooh. What in sitting in Manchester in your house playing ha- computer games? Yeah, having, having a lovely time doing weird tweets. <laughs> those two together. Imagine if they're live streaming those two. They earn a fortune. You tune in, wouldn't you? Andy? I think they probably earn more as professional footballers. Though, they? <laughs> yes. Well, but it seems like they won't. <laughs> but if they won't lower the wages, Jim. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? I find that extraordinary. My wage demands are 150 grand a week. You're older. You're out on your down on your luck. What about 75 grand a week? No, nope, I've told you Not what a I want. Chance, yeah. okay, you won't get anything then. No. Okay. Fine. Doesn't understand it's how it a, works. It's a short career. It's getting shorter. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a non-existent career right now. Um, but speaking of Shay Given, did you see um, on the BBC he revealed that uh, when he was playing for Newcastle United, Michael Owen once turned up for training in a helicopter. Again, what is he like? Now, you see, I'm going to defend little Mickey Owen here because... England's little mad Mickey Owen. When Carlo Ancelotti turned up to uh, AC Milan in a helicopter when he was obviously taking training and, and so on, then everyone go, oh, yeah, big Carlo, that, that, that's... Great that's behavior. because he looks amazing in aviators. Mm. You can't say the An- same Ancelotti's thing about Ma- swag, Michael Owen. Yeah, exactly. Michael Owen I, can drive or I, pilot rather helicopters. I, I, I guess the thing I would say in defence of Michael Owen, if you look at when he signed mm-hmm. for Newcastle in the first place, he arrives at Freddie Shepherd's house in a in a helicopter, and that's where you realise where Freddie Shepherd was, was at exactly. Because they, they, they say, "Oh, he's landing at his house," and you're thinking. Isn't that a stately home or something? <laughs> Look at the bloody size of it. <laughs> presumably they've landed and he's gone, oh, fuck it, Michael, keep the helicopter. Yeah, maybe. I, I just I just like the fact that he was already had his boots and his, and his yeah. kit on and he just went, oh, lads, and went straight well, on to well, training. the story was that they were all going to get fined if they were late to training, mm. weren't they? And Michael Owen's looking like he's going to miss it and then he turns up in a helicopter. And it's like, lands right, next oh, to the training hey, pitch. Merry Christmas, lads, or whatever it was because it's around Christmas. I think that's quite uh, funny. It, I mean, it is quite funny. Also, with Keegan, also like, you know, with Keegan, it's kind of Newcastle tradition, isn't leaving it? Leaving the pitch in a helicopter yeah it's huge it's massively big time even in a, even in a, the context of footballers yeah. um and it's it's really interesting to me that soonest didn't find him anyway mm. just for being for being too <laughs> flat yeah, but that has would gone, have been funny i think soonest would have been fuming because he'd have gone 
he's done me there. Yeah. Like, I can't find him for anything. It'd have, it'd have put a massive tackle in on me on oh, him in training. Definitely. That's why he was out for so long. Yeah. You know? so, so many times. <laughs> That's probably what it was, wasn't it? Just soon yeah. going, oh, fuck, I can't help myself. <laughs> I know we really need him, but, oh, God. Yeah. Well, anyway, Newcastle, they're out the cup and Chelsea march on. Uh, the good news for Newcastle is that the North East is still represented <laughs> in the League Cup. Of course, uh, Middlesbrough beat Port Vale 3-0, so they can yeah. all get behind them. They'll be one of their feeder clubs for a long run, they say. That makes me feel quite sad. That would have been a great semi-final, wouldn't it? Can, can you imagine if Newcastle... Because they've got Sunderland in the FA Cup as well, haven't they? Yes, they imagine, do. Imagine that and going straight into... Talking of a way to derail your season, actually. That, mm-hmm. that would have been quite challenging, wouldn't it? Very challenging. When yeah. Middlesbrough themselves have reached the uh, League Cup semi-final for the first time since they won the tournament... In 2004, they've got pedigree. They do. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's a, a favourable draw, and um, Michael Carrick was in no illusions uh, about that, but he said, you know, you, you've got to take your opportunities, and my, didn't they, with that 3-0 victory? Mm. I'm sad for Port Vale, because Port Vale have a, a player called Oliver Arblaster, as we know, and I just want I just want that guy to have the best life possible with a name <laughs> like that. That's concludes my analysis think, of that yeah, game. Let, let, I think let, he already does. Maybe, maybe. Mm. Uh, well, it has been reported uh, with regards to Port Vale that Phil the Power Taylor and Robbie Williams want to buy the club. Yeah, I saw this. Odd duo. Very, well, very enjoyably odd duo. Mm. But Phil Taylor had some really interesting things to say about that. He said, me and Robbie are good friends. His dad is like my second dad, Peter is. And TalkSport mentioned that Robbie was interested in investing in, into Port Vale. And if that's true, would, would I be interested? I said, well, yeah, I think so. But we'd have to see what it is and how much they want and stuff like that. But I've heard nothing from Robbie. So, no, I think it's just a rumour. I haven't spoken to him. But, well, <laughs> well, then it's not happening, is it? Like, <laughs> he's not, <laughs> is he your manager or like... Why don't you know? Uh, it's been reported though, Jim. Yeah, so oh, maybe. Yeah, I saw them in a room together. Right, it's been reported that they're going to do oh, this. I'm spending all my money, am I? <laughs> yeah. I'll, You'd have to ask Robbie. He, he deals with all that stuff. I love that. The fact that like a radio station will phone him up and go, how are you getting on with it? Yeah, well, I will need to speak to Robbie to see if he's interested. Oh, right, okay. We've like, jumped in far like too that, early though. in this. The, 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 the idea that you read something in the paper and you think... That's a good idea. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll do that. It's, it's a bit like when um, mm-hmm. Steven Jovetic, talking of uh, out of work footballers, when oh, yeah. he'd run out of contract and he was somewhere in the, in the Cote d'Azur on a on, on a on a sunbed with his with his girlfriend, and she was going, well, "Where do you want to play next season?" He goes, "Oh, I quite fancy Monaco." And literally twenty minutes later, yeah. the phone rings and his agent goes, "Oh, Monaco want to sign." That's you. brilliant, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah. What a slacker. Like Noel Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it out there into the universe, asking the universe and getting it to deliver. And having one massive house party as well, Mm. over and over again, live on television. Yes, and (laughs) massively misinterpreting your own privilege as well. (laughs) Um, If I was a Port Vale fan, I would think, I don't want Robbie Williams signing because you know he's going to have a clause in that there somewhere. Of uh, you know, I can get the last ten minutes whenever I want. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Props. Re- recently seen in a documentary, looking back over his life from his bed in his pants. You don't. That's not what you want. <laughs> no. It's not, just not what you want in charge of your club. It's not. Um, Middlesbrough could face Fulham in the semi-final. Oh, you've been saving Fulham for pudding. There we are, Andy. Mm. Uh, yes, because Fulham beat Everton 7-6 on penalties after a one-all draw. Anana had the chance to win it. It was a poor penalty, ultimately. Yeah, he's knocked about ten million quid off his off his value there, isn't he? I think. Yeah, I, I thought this was a bit harsh. You know, it was described in by Sky Sports. Was this the worst penalty you've oh, ever no, seen? Near. It's no, like, no. Near. Firstly, he got it on target. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's not the worst penalty. No. Because in another day, you know, Leno might have gone the other way. Or something. I understand he's not hit it that hard. And it's a, it's a, yeah. it was a comfortable one. He's for the risked. I think he's tried to sort of like give Leno the eyes and send him the wrong way, and he just hasn't. Yeah, like, and he, that makes it look worse than it was. I mean, what was he? The fifteenth taker out yeah. of sixteen. It hardly uh, screams specialist, does it? Yeah, no. It's, yeah, no. He would have been the fifteenth. It, it, it's far down. Yeah. Uh, sorry, no, sorry. The fifteenth penalty. Yeah. Uh, we, 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 yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, indeed, he's not a specialist. Uh, but um, but he, but Leno saved it, and it was an important save because it was match point. Mm. It was match point, but the former Arsenal man um, saved the day for Fulham, quite frankly. You're welcome. Um, d- oh, thank you. <laughs> um, you're not getting him back. Um, it was a dull we, game. We, we don't need him back. I think, I think <laughs> we don't need a third goalkeeper I, in there. He, <laughs> he's better than the two you've got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it was a dull game, this one. 
Just get it done. Get this is this is why you go straight to penalties after ninety minutes. Yes, for games like this, um, it wasn't good. All the chances happened in the league game. They'd, oh. they'd expired all their chances. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Everton were probably the better side. You know, it was on top and didn't they were in control. But when it got to full time, I remember being a bit gutted because obviously Everton scored fairly late on, and I was like, oh, another half an hour. Oh, penalties! Have we got a chance? Ooh. Fulham have got a chance. I mean. Even in the penalty shootout, Pickford got close to quite a lot of them. He would probably be disappointed that maybe he didn't save uh, one or two more. Not, I'm, I'm not blaming him, but you know, when a goalkeeper gets a bit of an arm on it or a hand or whatever. But Fulham squeeze in to that semi-final. Their last domestic semi-final was in 2002 when they lost to Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-final. Never won a trophy, Fulham, have they? It'd be absolutely not a major massive. one, Jim. What, what are the minor ones? Do you know the championship, Tempo. the playoffs. Sure, come I on. See. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, into Toto. Have they won that? Yes, although they did it in a weird way. I think three teams won it that summer. (laughs) (laughs) It tells you everything you need to know. I don't care how three teams can win a competition. Yeah, it it was so stupid like that. If you think the Nations League's a bit tricky to get your head round, and then the Club World Cup in the in, you know in twenty twenty five and all this kind of stuff, stay well away from the Intertoto. They've, they've, just, they've just got the little met, metal hat from the trophy yeah. in, in the in the trophy cabinet, and the other two teams have got hand leech. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I I can't even be bothered to try in there. I love it. the thought of of Fulham winning a major trophy. I do I, the, the way that I bet you do, but I think the the way that football is nowadays, any situation where you can have a different team win something, mm. yeah. It sort of makes you believe, doesn't it? It's, oh, it does. it's, it's quite exciting. Also, I think if you look at the work that Marco Silva has done there, mm-hmm. um, I know he's not everyone's cup of tea when he's in front of a camera, well, let's, my let, cup of let, tea, let's say. Uh, not everyone's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the work that he's done there, I, I know we talked at the beginning about and Pochettino talked about, you know, trophies aren't everything. Okay, well, trophies aren't everything in terms of a definition of your work. Mm-hmm. But having said that, I feel it would be. It would it would be edging towards an appropriate recognition, widespread recognition of the work that he's done. Because I think people can forget what an incredible job he's done. I, th- I, I totally agree with you. I think I think that trophies aren't everything. Okay, I, I get that. You know, let's take the much loved Marcelo Bielsa. Mm. Hasn't won that many major trophies in his time. Yeah. No. Um, but you know, hugely influential man in football. You know, hugely um, admired and appreciated. But trophies are important. It's not like mm. awards, you know, when, they're not musicians, you know what I mean? Well, I've never won a Brit award, but you know, that kind of thing. It's like, no, these these aren't voted by people. You Your your work does come to fruition, often with a trophy win. So I think that one can be a bit too blasé. But if Marco Silva, I mean, he, he would go down as one of the greatest full of managers of all time. Yeah. And and I know people might think, well, there's not too many in, 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 well, in that Well, if he's pot, the first but, one to win a trophy. Well, yeah. I mean, one could, I mean, that's what they said about David Moyes at West Ham. Yeah, of course. Last season, when they were they were looking over their shoulder for a lot of last season, in terms of relegation, people were thinking, is he going to keep his job? He wins that trophy. And I think one of the... As they are saying now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, as, and it totally made everyone forget how rancid they were for the large, yeah, but, largest part of last was it, season. Was it not Declan Rice? I mean, I know he... I love Declan Rice. You know, he's very excitable when the microphone's in front of his face. Yeah. But did he not say something like, well, he has to go down as like the greatest West Ham manager of all time or something? Yeah, he did in the aftermath. Of yeah, the but I mean, there is an argument solely mm. because of that trophy. And that's what trophies can do. It is surprising, isn't it, that Fulham haven't won one. You, it, They feel like a team that would have won one a long time ago. There's some great players there as well, like Bobby Moore, George Best, Steed Malbrank, Tony yeah. Blair's favourite player. That's there's right. Like, there's, a, there's a rich history there. Yeah, I mean, Best was past his best at the time. But, Indeed. I mean, but... Moore, Bobby Moore, obviously, I've mentioned it before, you know, they got to an FA Cup final against West Ham in the, in the 70s and they lost. But, I mean, mm. it, Fulham, you have to remember, they were actually not a top-flight club for a long, long time. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's slightly similar to Brighton in that regard. Brighton have had a longer um, history. Exactly. First, first, first Brighton's time, been more spectacular. First time I went to the cottage, they were playing Berry in the old fourth division. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And we thank Mohamed Arfide's money for uh, <laughs> rest in peace. Uh, Fulham uh, do take on Burnley on Saturday back at the uh, the cottage. Hopefully the Burnley fans make it on time because um, the aforementioned West Ham, uh, some of their fans were travelling to the game at Craven Cottage when they were beaten 5-0 by boat and were delayed after their boat crashed into Hammersmith Bridge. Yeah, I'm fascinated by this. Apparently it's a bit of a tradition, isn't it, that some of these West Ham fans take this specific boat. Yep. 
from from east to west. Yeah, but I, it's a long way. I'm amazed the boat's allowed if it can't get under the bridge. How like how was that? So, or did they crash into the middle of it? Yeah, and no, like, what happened? Is Nosey back? Yeah, I'm your captain now. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Moyes not captain in the boat? I mean, clearly they were late, he's the Andy. obvious choice. Uh, yeah, maybe he was. They lost five nil. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, thoughts were elsewhere. <laughs> Moyes belting across the pitch during the game. No, David, round the pitch. So I don't know. Hopefully, uh, yeah. So don't, if you're going to take the boat, make sure if you get to Hammersmith Bridge, turn around beforehand. Look, it's, don't it's better go than, into the bridge. No, exactly. It's, it's better than ending up at Brentford by accident. Mind you, though, if they'd have, if they, if maybe it was the council because Hammersmith Bridge is shut at the moment. Everybody again, <laughs> localized chat. It's an absolute. Bo- it is a disgrace what's going on there. It's a beautiful old bridge. They can't. They can't obviously get to get rid of it. But had they have knocked that bridge down, it would have been cultural vandalism. But my goodness, it would have been a massive favour for the local council. <laughs> Let's go for a break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Well, Neil Warnock here. I just want to thank everybody uh, that keep viewing my whatever it is on Twitter. (laughs) Welcome back to the Football (laughs) Ramble, everybody. Oh, we start um, with the sad news that Nottingham Forest have sacked Steve Cooper. Mm. This was on the cards, of course, but it doesn't soften the blow for a lot of Forest fans. Uh, They love the man, and rightly so. Everybody who talks about Steve Cooper talks about him in glowing terms. And a lot of people saying he will walk into another job. He won't be out of work soon, unless he, of course, um, chooses to. But a highly um, rated, much-loved manager of Nottingham Forest who gave them a couple of brilliant seasons. And, I mean, there was some Vox Pops done by BBC East Midlands and one Forest fan compared Cooper leaving to, to almost like a death of a family member. I mean, you know, this is you, what they think. When you go to a Forest home game, the reaction mm. when he comes out is extraordinary. Mm, yeah. is, is absolutely extraordinary. And the way, that, you know, some fans say that Forest fans, a lot of Forest fans, have not connected with a coach like they've connected with Cooper since Brian Clough. Yeah. There cannot be a bigger compliment than that. Remember when he took They are forgetting Frankie Clark, by the way, but yes, I take the point. No, 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 but we're not not talking about just success. We're talking about an actual Mm. connection in the stadium. So that's that's something that's a bit different, I think. And I think when you look at the point at which he took over, when they're bottom of the championship, they've almost lost hope of, 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 of coming back up. So everything he did... Everything he understood about what the fans needed, what the fans wanted in terms of in terms of hope, I think is is really important. Now there there are some Forest fans who'll say, "Well, look, he got to spend a shitload of money." Well, I mean that's obviously incorrect because he didn't get to spend the shitload of money. Yes, but he, he had a sp- shitload of money spent on the team, and 
you know, they've 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 not really gone anywhere. I think given the chaotic nature of the recruitment that he's managed to find periods of clarity and he's managed to keep them in the top flight mm-hmm. is actually remarkable. Although the current run, I, I think it's amazing that Maranakis kind of accepted it for that long. Well, not yeah. accepted it, but let it play out for that long. One win in 13, isn't it? It, mm-hmm. it hasn't been a good run. I, I mean, Evangelos Maranakis is clearly a, a difficult sort of character and there were reports that they were in advance talks to to um, have Nuno Espirito Santo come in and take charge before Who, which Coop has been even f- been sacked. Yeah, I mean that has been um, but, officially mean, announced now. I mean that 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 happens in every job. Oh, absolutely, it does. It? But this has been hanging over Cooper for a long time because Maranakis clearly mm. gets itchy feet. I mean, the, the rumours are that he has said somewhere or other that he wants a top ten finish this season, which is highly ambitious to the point where you might say it's a little bit um, unreasonable to expect. Um, and I think actually. Given that this has been hanging over Cooper for so long, this is probably the best thing for him at this point. It might sound mad to, to think it's a good thing for someone to be sacked in circumstances like this, especially at a place where he's so beloved. We know he's a very, very good manager. We can see that. He will get another job. His stock is still pretty high, isn't to, it? As you say, yeah. So I think, actually, um, it's probably necessary at this point because this situation just seemed untenable. Right. If you're working for a, for, a, you know, for a chairman who's so kind of almost predictably unpredictable, mm-hmm. it's always going to go this way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, in a weird way, I'm glad for Cooper. Yeah, in a sense, know you you mean. Know, everyone thinks he's a thoroughly decent bloke. The legend preserves. Yes, he'll have his pick of. You would think in the next two to three months there will be a load of different Premier League jobs that open up for him. I would be amazed if he's not managing another Premier League club who need a saviour before the end of this season. Andy, might I suggest something? Please do. We think this would be Southgate's last tournament for England. Is it ridiculous for the FA? To say to him, Oi, just hang around for a moment because you've managed England under 16, 17. Mm. I know he's Welsh before everybody starts shouting that. He's worked with England before. With, no, he, he really does. He, and, 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 and he knows the setup and mm. so on. I mean, he may not want this. I mean, he's still a young manager and, yeah. and whatnot. But um, from, an, from an, the FA point of view, would you not be saying, come on, you know, try and open a dialogue with him? It's, it's interesting. And I think it's interesting when you look at. It may not be good the, for Cuba, may not be interested. And he may no, think, no, I'm club footballer. I, I, don't think it, I don't think it's an unreasonable shout by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's, it's, it's quite a sensible, logical one. And wherever England go. After Southgate, it needs to be that because it's like when you were talking about uh, Roberto Martinez mm. the, the 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 other week. I, th- I think that's an interesting suggestion as well. I find it amazing when he wins the Euros with Portugal. He'll be like, "Yeah, now I'm all right, lads." <laughs> <laughs> that's pay rise. That's true, pay true, rise coming yeah, to England, yeah. isn't it? But I, I think when you when you look at that, when people, a, a lot of the people who criticise Southgate would love a huge name to come in. It's like. Hello, Capello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just the biggest name mm. in international football is almost always not the right solution. Yeah, I, I think, think people Cooper, have Cooper would be a big leap, though, wouldn't it? I know obviously he's worked in the setup before, but coming from being sacked by Forrest to going straight to England would, would be big. And I know Southgate hadn't had you know success at club level as well. The country would absolutely lose its mind if Steve Cooper replaced. Him. I disagree with you. Too. What, whether what, it's, what a, whether it's a good appointment or not, what candidate would not make the country lose its mind? Because um, like, like Roberto Martinez, we, we, we talked about him just yeah. now. He's proven himself a really good international coach. He already did a really yeah. good job with Belgium. People would lose their shit if he got it. True. Did, I, this is true. I mean, the country is ready to lose its mind at any one point. It enjoys yeah. to lose its mind. Even yeah. when it's having a good time, it's sticking flares up its ass. Yeah, I can't believe I, I know it's my fault this, but we're going to have to bring it back to club football. Everyone's thinking, what is happening here? Yeah. But it's all my fault, everybody. So, so please forgive but, look, me. As, as, as long as Nuno gets the Forest job, he can't get the England job. Well, I yeah, think that's the point to make, isn't Nuno, it? No, it's, it's been unveiled. It, it, it's actually happened. Um, so yes, he he will take the the, the job. So we, yes, we we speak very highly of Cooper. A lot of Forest fans do. He'll be absolutely fine, and he'll go on to do great things, as one Forest fan said in those vox pops, of course. But it is Nuno Espirito Santo's job now. He's got work to do because well, not yes. not just not just because Forest are in trouble, but because of the perception 
and you know perception is always bigger than yeah. reality. Perhaps in football. one of the reasons and why like, he wanted to come back to the Premier League. I mean, he was out of work and obviously enjoyed his time. He, he did an exceptional job at Wolves. We yeah, he forget. Did. At Spurs, it was a bit of a funny one. It's a bad fit. It was a total it? miscasting. Exactly. Yeah, so, so again, you can't. You've got to be careful here because I mean, even the aforementioned Brian Clough. You know what? He had a shocker at Leeds. It's fair to say he bounced back at Forest. Mm. So sometimes we can say, oh well, that manager did very badly because we think we're playing fantasy football. Yeah. It's totally different circumstances and 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 so on and so forth. So I, I don't think this is a shocking appointment. I know people say, oh, it's a sideways step. Or, you never know. I, I, I don't think it's ridiculous. It doesn't mean that George Mendes has now got a foothold back in the Premier League, which he'll bloody love. Um, but um, Santo... I mean, the uh, last thing they need to do is like <laughs> make a load of transfers in January, they could, but they're going to make a load of transfers yeah. in January. Yeah, I mean, we should say that since um, that Spurs sack, and he did win the Saudi Pro League. Yeah. You know, and you know they really need a centre forward at the moment. I feel pretty sure he won't be bringing Karen Benzema with him. <laughs> um, he was sacked this season, uh, twelve games, partly into because it. he didn't get along at all with Karen Benzema. Had a poor run of results as well, yeah. um, but he has got that Saudi Pro League title, so that itch has been scratched. Uh, but I, I mean, so what about the argument to say that Maranakis? We say that you know, tricky customer, and and well, he's mm. not the customer; he's the you know, he's the owner. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, some would say, well, he's put a lot of money into the club. Yeah. You know, something like 300 million over the, the last few seasons, which for a club like Forrest is, is huge. I suppose, would the argument be, well, you can put a lot of money in, but doesn't mean to say it was done wisely or particularly effectively. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all sad for Cooper, aren't we? But I, I, I don't think it's the most outrageous sacking you're ever going to see. Because mm. if you look at that, you know, that sequence of one win in 13, it, it suggests only one thing. And yeah. um, they are 17th, just um, five points above Luton Town and 18th, and Luton have got a game in hand. And we've spoken about Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield United have been particularly poor this season, although they've been a couple of little That's true. results in there. Yeah. But, but, but talking, of the, talking of the recruitment, right? How have they spent that much money? And this is nothing to do with Cooper, by the way. The recruitment is nothing to do with him. How have they spent that much money? Mm. And Taiwa Awani gets injured and all of a sudden they're completely screwed. Yeah, I mean, I think that... The do- I, I know centre-forwards are expensive, but mm. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's true. I mean, I think that... that I mean, and that is going to be a problem for Nuno until they get to January. Nuno is, is, is you know, at Wolves, he's more familiar with this type of setup. At Grinding out results with a team that can't score goals. Well, and, and players that he probably <laughs> never asked yeah. to sign. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're yeah, politically Cooper. it's a fit, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, also he's got a lot more experience because I yeah. mean, Cooper obviously did, did, you know, he nearly got Swansea promoted, but then he left Ooh. due to mutual consent, and then he was at Forest. So again, still a young manager, and it's, he had he had Jimenez as well at Wolves. He was banging them in at the time, so mm. that kind of mm. papered a in lot, the first it? part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Well, Nuno's the man, um, and uh, Steve Cooper is a free agent, so uh, we shall see where he ends up next. Chaps, the Champions League round of 16 was drawn on Monday. Manchester City will play FC Copenhagen and Arsenal will play Porto. I feel like Arsenal-Porto is, is a regular fixture Yes, in, um, in European football. Manchester City will be very aware of FC Copenhagen because those boys from the Danish capital know how to put teams from Manchester to the sword. I think City are going to welcome Copenhagen with open, ar- open arms, aren't they? <laughs> They're going to go, oh, that was really funny what you did there. Yeah. Well done. Ah, silly little mugs. Now let's smash you. 8-0 in aggregate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it would be. It's, a, it's the dream draw for them for a number of reasons, isn't it? Yeah. Well, two specifically. One, because for, in Manchester City, it's pretty straightforward. No disrespect to FC Copenhagen, mm. but Manchester City are Manchester City. And also, they get to go, you see Man United? And also, Pep will be delighted because, again, it's another argument for him to present to Julia Roberts to support his team yes. rather than Manchester United. <laughs> Absolutely. You know. I think, Which I think is the big picture down at the Etihad. Copenhagen deserved to finish second in that group. Like They didn't steal it. They were definitely the second best team in that group. They were great twice against Bayern. Mm-hmm. They were great twice against Galatasaray. And they were really good twice against Manchester United. And, you know, the results could have been mm-hmm. even better on the performances that they had. They recruit well. They've got a good mix of youth and experience. Of course, there's a huge gulf between them and Manchester City. The biggest problem for Copenhagen is they're not playing now Manchester City. They're playing February Manchester yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the big problem. We've looked at them do this amazing thing in the in the, in the group. Um, as professional podcasters, we've just gone, no, 8-0. No, just ignore, <laughs> ignored it. Ignored it altogether. I mean, pl- uh, but you're right. The February yeah. Man City thing is, is going to be a big, big it's issue. A pl- it is a plum draw for Man City. There's no yeah. two ways about but for it. For me, the most exciting thing about this Porto-Arsenal thing is I got to retweet the Samin Nasri goal at the Emirates again. That is just, that's one of my favourite Champions League goals. I can't goals. remember it. You know, he gets it. It's in the 5-0 on 
over Porto. Mm. And he gets it at the touchline. And if, you, if you're if you told at the beginning of the video, so if you've not seen it, mm. like, he's, he's going to score from here. He's like, there's no way he can score from there. He can't score an outrageous shot from there. He's mm. got to dribble around about five players. Yeah. And he does it in such an incredible... But it's, it's quite understated because of the way that Nasri plays. You know, he's this ultimate street baller. You know, you can imagine him being incredible in cage football in your five-a-side team. And that goal, I was there at the Emirates that night and I didn't, it didn't quite register how good it was until mm-hmm. I saw it at home. You thought, oh yeah, that's a nice goal. And then you work out, when you see the video where he picks it up, you're like, what the fuck? How did he do that? Yeah. You know, he's so, he was so unbelievably talented. He was a good player. Every time I see that goal, it gets better. Former tenant of Phil Neville, of course. That's yes. why I remember him. Yes. Nicholas Bentner scored a hat-trick in that, uh, in that game as well, in the 5 now. They should have but a banner. Still... They should have a banner taunting the away fans to, to remind them of that. <laughs> you confident though? I mean, FC Porter obviously a tricky opponent as they always are. Tricky is the right word. Yeah. Um. The 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 noise coming out of the club. Um. But which I mean, statement. Um. It, it mentions that Porto play in the Champions League every year, so therefore they're a, they're an opponent you have to be wary of, an opponent you have to respect. And I think that's absolutely right. That's the correct approach to it because on on paper, obviously Arsenal are the favourites here, but. You know, this is an inexperienced team that have come through a pretty cosy group. So there is potentially um, a, a shock here if if Porto are canny and wily about it. And they've obviously got that about them. So um, they, they had a pretty good group stage as well. Uh, they scored a lot of goals. So I think... I don't think this is quite the sort of um, the buy that some people are presenting it. Well, I don't think it's, it's, it's going to no. have to. It's going to be a really. It's going to be a tough couple of games, I think. But I, I, I am confident that Arsenal can get through it. Okay, okay. Um, and very, very quickly, Andy. Can and can Royal Society, aka Real Sociedad, <laughs> um, beat Paris Saint Germain? They could do. Good. I think it's interesting because everyone in France thinks, oh, this is. This, this is the best draw ever. Yeah, they're, they're totally underestimating them already. Love it. I, I, that's what I thought. That's what I wanted you to yeah. say. Damn it all, and that's made my Christmas. Um, okay, uh, so Manchester City. Yes, they are obviously playing FC Copenhagen, but if, but they're going for silverware all over the gaff because last night they beat Urara Red Diamonds to give them their full title. Um, 3-0 to reach the final of the Club World Cup. Pep called the final a once-in-our-lifetime opportunity. And he's right, because... They've never been in it before. Well, they've never been in it before, (laughs) because they've never won the Champions League. You have to win the Champions League to get in to this um, cup. Thus, it is a superior competition. Yeah, it is. Like the Confederations Cup is a superior competition to the World (laughs) Cup. This is the real quiz. This is the ultimate real quiz. (laughs) It is. And we always think, oh, the European sides, they, they, they not always... Don't always win it, as Liverpool know. Mm. I think Chelsea may have lost the final before. It is a fascinating competition in its current format, isn't it? Because yeah. in South America, it is, by all accounts, a big deal. Um, where they they do actually Massive care deal. about it. Massive Whereas deal. Whereas here, we, we see it as a sort of glorified, friendly tournament. And like there's a pre-season tournament that happens in the season. Exactly. And I mean, there's I mean, the European privilege, everybody. Indeed, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's genuinely the case, isn't it? Of course like, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, like Vish was talking about it on Monday, as if City are going away for a little holiday and having a little rest. That's not a criticism of Vish. I think a lot of people share that opinion. If you were going to criticise Vish, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> Save that for uncut. Yeah, I was going to say. Don't think you can say that on the mic. Keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think... It's a huge thing. It's a huge thing for Manchester City in terms of, you know, the fact is they are respected, but they're not, they're not quite loved across the world. They're not a Manchester United. They're not a Liverpool. They're not an Arsenal yet, even. Mm. And if they want to keep building in that direction, something like this is really important. Of course, the Club World Cup becomes something else afterwards. But for Guardiola, this will be a massive, massive Well, he won it with Barcelona, of course. I mean, part of the culture that they've instilled is winning, isn't it? If you're in a trophy, you try and win it. And they will will absolutely want to win this. Of course they will. And actually, you know what? They've been stuttering a little bit in the league by by their standards. And in general, actually, I think it's not an unreasonable term to level at them. Um, Winning a trophy that no one else has even got access to is is going to be a really good way to correct that. I agree. To to, to have a break from the Premier League at the moment. Mm -hmm. And like you guys were saying on Monday... It's really hard to work out why they're not winning at the moment because, you know, you were comparing it to the first half of last season and how they started motoring after Christmas. I think that's really possible that they go and there do that There's tactical again. reasons probably for that with Haaland and how they were trying to sort of fit him in, even though he's yeah. scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, I mean, weirdly, even though the results were probably better, mm-hmm. it, was, it was definitely more clunky. I mean, I've seen quite a lot of City this season and 
the performances and the results don't entirely correlate. I, yeah. I think it's easy to focus on that game at Aston Villa where they got outclassed because it's just so unusual to see them, yeah. you know, get properly beaten and be the deserved losers of a team. But I think if you take segments of their various games, they have been at their best for quite a lot of those games. Mm. The results are definitely coming. There, yeah, of there's course there's no doubt about that. But they didn't have the sort of fluidity that they've had in some of these games in the first half of, of last season, probably for that reason you suggested. Mm. So the margins seem to be going against them at the moment, don't they? And they're missing two of the best players in the world. So, mm. you know, they, they are players where just they score goals like lightning strikes because of that combination and because of the various combinations that De Bruyne and Haaland allow you to have. So when those two are back, I think we'll, you know, we'll see the city that we all know and fear and are bored to tears by. <laughs> <laughs> if Manchester City do win the Club World Cup, of course, then they will be officially the best team in the world and then they become our representation in space yeah and also <laughs> where they'll be shot even they, though they get shot in space is he going to give me some good news by ray guns um, we don't know the effects of the ray guns yet right but um, they make Erling Haaland even bigger the, I think the ray guns um, can strip you of previous silverware I don't know but uh, <laughs> um, we'll see how what many, how many are there <laughs> about 115 of them um, uh, but uh, <laughs> But um, uh, but if if they do manage to do it, then I think their supporters should be the only ones. Even though this is still not quite accurate, but that that, that droning chant that so many fans sing about by far the greatest oh, yeah. team the world even has though, ever even seen. My team sing it, yeah, and you sing it every uh, regularly, mm-hmm. Jim. So it's only fun if you're a League Two team, really. That chant. <laughs> Speaking of which, AFC Wimbledon got a big win last night, didn't they? Ten changes and went on one five two away at a League One leaders Portsmouth. Luke Moore's Portsmouth. Yeah, Luke Moore's Portsmouth. Yeah, who was given the reins for the night. Hence, they <laughs> lost five two. Um, tonight, Liverpool play West Ham. Of course, um, myself and Luke are bringing you a brand new Ramble reacts after this one. So do, do stay tuned. Of course, we've got the draw for the uh, Carabao Cup semi-finals. Uh, two-legged affairs. Yeah. Don't know whether I'm happy about that or not. In fact, I'm not happy about it no. because because Fulham will get um, one of these or Chelsea, and if you play a good team over two legs, it's a bigger sample size for you to be proved that you're not a better <laughs> yeah, team. It's true. Yeah. So you want that one off. Very, you very want the penalties after it. 90 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, we shall see how it, how it pans they out. They should do penalties at the end of the first leg if it's a draw and count it towards the overall score. If it means the the smaller teams are more likely to win, then fine. Although. Going on, this Fulham will get Middlesbrough and then get beaten over two legs. Um, but yes, um, so having won the Europa League last year, West Ham, of course, trying to win their first domestic trophy since 1980. This is, this is you know, so so they haven't won a domestic trophy for a while. They won a trophy last year. Uh, Middlesbrough, not for a while. Fulham, never. And then you've got Liverpool and Chelsea still in, still in the draw. So, um, you know, let, let, let's all get behind um, my boys. Um, a West Ham supporting parrot named Arnie could be the difference tonight because um, Arnie's gone viral for singing West Ham songs. We've got a little clip of it now. Now, I know that sounded like a drunken cockney, but one of those voices was a parrot, I yes. assure you. So that's Arnie, the African grey. African grey parrots can can get, mm. can, they can learn up to a thousand words, I think. They're very, very uh-huh. smart. And very reiterate, good mimics. reiterate them in the style of a toothless old man. Absolutely. He sounds like a little cockney, doesn't he? His accent <laughs> yeah. is the best thing about it. And also, I love that he censors himself. I don't, I don't quite know why that's happened. It, but he's, you know, he's, he's an old boy with some value. Yeah, he, does, he doesn't like to swear, I but thought... he does want to sing along. He wants to join in. <laughs> exactly. I thought I, I was half expecting Arnie to just go, Do you want some? Do you want some? <laughs> oh dear. What um, is the point of having a parrot that can't swear? Yeah. You'd take it back to the pet shop, wouldn't you? M- my dad used to go to a pub where they had a minor bird at the entrance. Oh, they're amazing. Aren't they? Yeah, they're, they could okay. do sound effects and everything. Magnificent creatures. And and the the, the barman not the so the, the the owner of the pub had trained it. This is a bit counterproductive, of course, but it amused people. They kept coming back. It trained this um, minor bird to tell people to fuck off when they walked into the pub. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who said that? What? A lot of fights, a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> friendly fire in that pub. Um, yeah, but West Ham, though, they are, they're, they're away to Liverpool tonight. Andy, do you give West Ham a chance here? 
yes, because we don't know what team Liverpool are going to pick. Mm. Um, uh, and I don't feel that like, Liverpool are in a great position considering how well they've played this season. Because I, th- I said it earlier in the season, but I just feel that Liverpool can be a lot better than they currently are. Um, I mean, if we talk about City accelerating in the second half of the season, if Liverpool get it together and start playing at sort of 90% of what they can do, right, okay, it's going to be a real title race and they're in the mix for for everything. But I think if you're going to play Liverpool, you want to play them now, I would say. Wow, Liverpool at Anfield, it's tough. I mean, it, Oh, it is, of course. My message to them, Jim Campbell, would be learn from Manchester United. Stink the place out. Play for those penalties. <laughs> <laughs> and West Ham penalty win after a, a be, stodgy nil-nil. That would be pretty funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, I think that if you look at Liverpool this season, you know, they, they're obviously going for the league. You know, they could win a quadruple this season. Mm. It wouldn't be the quadruple, of course, but Europa League is really theirs to lose. I, you know, that's how highly we rate. Well, I think you can say that about this competition as well, though. Well, yeah, yeah indeed. So, so, so even um, you know, before this game is played, they are they are the favourites. Yeah, you know, obviously they're not there yet, but they are the favourites for this competition. Europa League is when I say it's theirs to lose. Obviously, that's it's a bit over the top, but. It, Basically, I think they're the best team in that competition, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going well in the league, the FA Cup still to come. You know, I mean, it could be like almost like a vintage Jurgen Klopp season well, think, after a start that suggested it wouldn't be. Well, this is the thing with, with Liverpool, isn't it? This is a, a new cycle with, under Klopp uh, in a way that you rarely see in, in top-level mm. football now. Mm. Um, and he's it's almost like trying to get your... Your second first trophy, yes. In terms of having a, a, a second really good team, a second really good era. I know certain key players are still there, and obviously some like players like Alexander Arnold were very young in that in that first great round. But I, I really think they're going to see it like that. It's almost like a new Doctor Who sort of generation, <laughs> but like good. He's, um, <laughs> he's he's absolutely Sir Alex Ferguson English shit at the moment. Yeah. Uh, totally, he he will want this trophy. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you you have to win trophies as Liverpool manager, right? Even when they went thirty years without winning the league or whatever it was, they were still picking up cups like it was easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Well, interestingly, Jim, um, your friend of mine, Jose Mourinho, was asked who would win the title this year in England. He said fifty one percent Manchester City, forty nine percent Liverpool. When asked if Arsenal had a chance, he went nah. <laughs> See, that that rocks my confidence more than anything else I could do on the pitch. <laughs> Lovely little Brexit reference in there as well. Very sly. Oh, uh, yes, it was. Well, f- yeah, 52-48, but yeah, I know what you mean. There we are, everybody. So don't forget that uh, Ramble Reacts. Luke and I will be bringing you after Liverpool versus West Ham tonight. So more chat on those two um, in your ears tomorrow morning. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Patron subscribers, don't go anywhere. Keep listening for Ramble Uncut. And of course, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, sign up to get Ramble Uncut every single Wednesday. Head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. Also, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you for Ramble Reacts. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.